Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. 6th and Peabody, our location each and every day. OutKick 360 rolls on across the OutKick network. We say thank you to all of our great radio partners. Uh, if you're listening, we hope you'll chime in. You can join us on social media at OutKick360 is how you can search us out. And if you've missed parts of the show, you can download the podcast wherever you download your audio by searching out the show there, OutKick360. OutKick.com is where you can stream the show live. Hut, nothing makes us happier, um, and I'm following the Twitter account the entire show, Davey Hudson is as well, than when a radio listener mentions where they're listening right, right now. And that happens every so often. We don't often ask for it, but absolutely, if you're hearing us on a radio station right now, on a radio station's app, if you're hearing us audio only right now, even if it's podcast after the fact, please hit us up at Outkick360 on Twitter, across social media. Let us know how you consume the show, and then we will uh, consume. We'll give you a thank you for letting us know where you're hearing the show right now. Yep, and we, we say hello to, to everyone listening from uh, Cookville with uh, Sports Radio 104.7 to uh, Florence, Alabama, um, and Huntsville. We say hello there. Uh, also, uh, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and all, all of our great partners uh, across the network from Missouri to Illinois chime in at Outkick 360. Um, Couple headlines out there, guys, based on injuries as we, we get to it. Paul, uh, Brian Tannehill, the one starting quarterback. We know Russell Wilson's playing in London at 9 30 Eastern against Jacksonville. So, um, you know, he, he let everyone know he, he worked out on the plane for four of the eight hour flight, which is a lie. You know, yeah. there's no way you. <laughs> he maybe stood up for four hours, but he, I mean, work out? Okay. I, uh, I just love the idea of him yeah. doing lunges down the aisle during the during the flight. Real quick, um, did you guys? And, and I, I completely, I, I remember reading this piece at the Athletic, and I don't, I, I don't know why we didn't bring it. I'm set on the to show. Google it right now. W Wilson, as part of his deal with the Broncos, and he had this in Seattle. He has his own office, at not his state. own locker. Yeah. He has his own at the office at the team facility. And Shannon Sharp brought this up with Skip Bayless, and they were debating the, the whole workout excuse. Like, why would you admit that you did that without, you know, you're trying to sound cool or whatever? Um, the, you, you guys have been more on the fake bandwagon than I have, but this, this year more than ever, it's over the top. And the fact that if, in fact, he does have, because he's got a, a rookie GM, rookie head coach, or a new GM, he's going to a new a rookie play caller, and... He's got all the power based on how he has things set up. That was Shannon Sharp's take, and it's hard to ignore that when you see the results so far. It's a big game for them. It's Jacksonville. Like, Look, they play good defense. It's a big game for Jacksonville, too, and Trevor Lawrence, yeah. but Broncos the expectations play good were, defense. were with Denver. And they're hoping this game is, is playing the good defense. 
I don't expect the offense to light anybody up anytime soon with what they've been doing. So uh, the one story I found on this, Hutton, is from 104.3 The Fan in Denver by Mike Evans. This is from denverfan.com. Okay. And it's a, it's a column about things that should be taken away from Russell Wilson now that he sucked six weeks <laughs> like into the that. season. And it does say, from the moment Russell Wilson became a Bronco, he's gotten his way. His own office at Broncos headquarters, fine. Field and building access for his family and entourage, no problem. A quarter billion dollar contract extension when there's still two years left on current contract, gulp. And then it goes on to say, no more. Six weeks of terrible football from Russ and this offense means the rules have got to change. Can you imagine if the Broncos went in and just boarded up, just packed up all of his stuff in his office? and said, we're going to utilize this now for someone else in the front office and not you. How funny that would be. If you find the box in his locker. The thing that bothers me more about Russell Wilson of all the reports that's out there is him not giving his personal cell phone to teammates. Yeah, that's odd. Odd. But it's awful, but you don't hear about that from the franchise guys. Like the Not not just the fringe guys. The the guys who have won a Super Bowl. That's, it's just, it's odd. It's not, it's awful. You have to but, know when you're doing that that you're I mean, building a wall and you're you're making yourself bigger in the team. And one of the big jobs that quarterbacks do, if all of these insider pieces you see, small ones or Brady, man in the arena, is the effort that star quarterbacks make to be one of the guys. Yes. I, I mean, we've, we've seen it uh, up close with Steve McNair. It's not uh, maybe Russ and Russell Wilson's caliber in terms of, of the stardom. In terms, uh, he didn't win a Super Bowl, McNair. Um, he didn't have the lights on him the way that, that Russell Wilson does. But the idea that he would ever wall himself off from the team in any way, shape, or form rather than being one of the guys. And it just makes me wonder, you know, having seen a lot of quarterbacks interact with the equipment guys yes. and guys like that, you know, I know McNair would would joke with those equipment guys and they were friends. They were friends. You think Russell Wilson's friends with equipment guys if he won't give his numbers to the, the numbers to the stars on his team? Uh, it's it's such it's a hard bad to believe. it's such a bad look though, Paul. It's a bad look for Denver for making that move. That's something you need to know. Yeah. If you're going to make a trade of this weight with that contract that they gave him, I mean, this is... It's quarterback desperation, Chad. This is something that... Guy won a Super Bowl and he's played well. If you're a major college head coach and you're recruiting a kid and there are issues about him as a teammate and he's a leader at quarterback and his own teammates don't like him, you don't necessarily go as hard after the kid. College is different. you got a lot more spots. The money's not the same. But you may look differently at that person you're trying to bring in as a quarterback. You play the yeah, but game. When you're talking yeah, this but much he's money. Won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but he's led that organization to a lot of Super Bowls. The thing you don't do, though, is extend him. Again, I, this is not, you know, people are, oh, you well, have to to get the, the trade media done. wasn't talking about it and all that. Okay, fine. I didn't know any of this until he got traded, and then this happens. But the Denver Broncos need to know this. If you're in the business of making this move and committing that much money to a franchise quarterback, there has to be people you've crossed paths with that were refused his phone number. Well, that either played for Denver and played for Seattle, or people around the league that know. I would tell you that that is a major red flag, and well, maybe they looked on. into it and don't care. Here, here's what it came down to: they wanted to sell their franchise for five billion dollars. 
They made that move, and then the sell happened. Makes it more valuable. They have Russell Wilson, who's played in two Super Bowls. One He's more. not Deshaun Watson either. Let's not even – I mean, we just had a franchise that a traded point. for Deshaun Watson. And you trade for Russell Wilson, who is squeaky clean. He's not an awful guy. Like he, no, he's, he's, not, a, he's a Walter Payton man of the year. He's not – exactly. He, he's the opposite of Deshaun Watson, but the, the stories that are out there I – mean, not giving your cell phone number out is odd and weird. It's not like detrimental to his career. No. I mean, the guy hasn't, up until last year, hadn't missed a game in 10 years. So and he was doing okay. And I, I look at it like Denver wanted to get back to the top of the mountain, and they did so in a year where they just sold for over $5 billion. So they made their franchise more valuable. And it's not like people thought they were going to be awful. This is a surprise, what we've seen. And Jacksonville was it's, a surprise to start. Now they've leveled off. I, I think, first off, you just made a great point I never thought about with the team being sold and just, hey, we'll push things through even if there are red flags because we need a marquee guy and he is a marquee guy. I, I'm just, from a football standpoint, it would, it would be something that would, you'd have to know as a GM, as a coach, to make that commitment. I'm, I'm not talking about a, a, a great pass rusher that you're going to pay a lot of money to come in and be a pass rusher. This is the quarterback that you're paying to be the quarterback and the leader of your entire organization, really, in a lot of ways for a number of years. I don't know how you guys feel about that. That's something, if I'm a GM, I'm thinking, guys, we may be better to just take it on the chin right now in a very tough division and try to go find a guy in the draft or reevaluate next year. I, I don't think they have that time, though. You let the new coach... They've lead, got to win as the new regime, a new ownership takes over, or they're, I mean, that's why we're saying Hackett's out. Yeah. Right? You let a new coach guide you well, on quarterback. The, again, the new GM came in and had the full keys to the your, system. Your point, your point is well made because they were in a time of transition with ownership, yeah, so yeah. they were trying to put lipstick on the pig, so to speak, and make it look a lot more valuable and get the highest price they could. Uh, I mean, how much more money did they get out of it by having Russell Wilson as opposed to not for the Broncos, probably not a ton based on the valuation of these. But they also NFL didn't know it was teams. going to be sold as immediately right before the season. It could have gone through the again, like you, you're just trying to give a little kickstart to what you're doing, which was not good. This is where, as weird as it sounds, though, and, and again, it's it. This is a different scenario because they were in transition. But at times, it is better to have your owners making more big decisions like this, and I say it for this reason. Hutton, you point to this a lot. Self-preservation. Yes. Self-preservation is huge in the league. So what a GM might do or a head coach might do in terms just to try to keep their job in the short term is at a detriment to the long-term stability of a franchise. Can be. Or a locker room. Or even that team. So this is one where you want someone with their eye on the, the full court, not just the ball. So you have an owner that can make decisions that you know they're doing it in the best interest, you think, of the, of the franchise. Tannehill, is he playing this week, Paul? He's questionable. Uh, and Mike Vrabel said, you know, they want to stretch it out as long as they can. And my opinion was that, um, you know, this is a game they should be able to win without him. And then last night, I started digging into the numbers some, and I'm concerned based on what I found. Because we know Derrick Henry 
can run against this Houston team. His last three games against this Houston team, he ran spectacularly well. He missed one last year in the second half of the season when he was out with his foot. But, uh, and Houston's got a horrific run defense this year. But hear me out on this. So these last three games will start in 2019, December of 2019. He carried 32 times, 211 yards, three touchdowns. This is the kind of game I think they could survive with Malik Willis. Ryan Tannehill threw 20 times, completed 13, 198 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, no interceptions. That was a 35-14 game. All right. If that's what you're asking to Malik Willis, I'd still he'd rather not throw 20 passes, and he's going to offset some of this with his runs. That would be okay. But the two more recent games, this is going to surprise you, I think. And uh, I don't have a good game memory, and maybe you guys don't remember this either. In October of 2020, Henry ran 22 times for 212 with two touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill attempted 41 passes. Hit on 30 of 41 passes for 366 yards. Which one was it? Was this the overtime game? I'm not sure if it was overtime. Four touchdowns, one interception. They won 42-36. And what year was this? The, this was October 18th, yeah, 2020. That's the overtime game. They yeah. absolutely needed a huge quarterback game to go with 212 yards from Derrick Henry to win that game. That team was very different, though, than this Texas In team. 2020, sure. that was their – it's not that stat line, but that's how they won. They, they passed – for 100 yards to A.J. Brown, uh, Corey Davis would have like 70, you know, 50 to 70. And yeah. then Jonu Smith would get you a touchdown, and then they'd right. have the Derrick Henry was, The defense it. was bad, yeah. and this defense is good. On January 3rd, 2021, Henry carried 34 times for 250 with two touchdowns. Mm. And Ryan Tannehill threw 35 times, completed 21 of 35 for 212 with a touchdown and a pick. And they won 41-38, a field goal. They needed 35 pass attempts to go with 250 yards from their back. If, if the game's shaped anything like this, even if Derrick Henry's running for 250, without Tannehill, they'll be in trouble. Now, I, I still think you got to probably rest a guy so that didn't practice I, I, this I think, week. I think even... So even with Tannehill, what's the line? Two, three? It was two and, two and, a, and half, a half, maybe? I think. Yeah. And it started with the uncertainty around Tannehill, I, I understand. But this team's in trouble against the Texans even with him. They're in trouble in every game. It's a close game. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. They don't it's have a passing offense. Game. I'm not picking them to lose, but I do find it funny when people act like, well, you can just take a mulligan here and – Start Malik Willis and hand the ball off 45 times, and he can run a little bit, and you'll easily beat the Texans without Tannehill. And I'm thinking, even with Tannehill, who's a much better option than Malik Willis right now, it's not a gimme against anyone in this league. Now, they play good enough defense, and Paul, you've seen it a, a number of times. They play good enough defense where it's not a gimme the other way either. I'm not going into games and thinking, oh, well, this team's definitely going to blow out the Titans because they're a great enough defense to hang in there. But it's not a given, well, I mean, they're four, even with Tannehill. Yeah, to, well, it's a very astute point because they their four-game win streak have come by a combined 22 points. Yeah. And they've outscored opponents through three quarters by 20 points. Or the 22 Texans. points, yeah. I mean, they're the same team that lost – Nothing. not much has changed. They're the same team that lost the Giants. The Giants look a lot better. That's a, that's a different team than we expected. 
but they got blown out by the Bills. They've got to win a certain way. They, they, so, they've got to ugly up the game. They've, they're gonna, not going to score more than 24 points so far. Yeah. And they got to win a close, hard-fought game where their defense they, plays great. And they need a halftime lead. Like They've had 24-10 to 10 twice at halftime. They've had 13 nothing twice at halftime this year. One of those they lost in week one to the Giants. Um, you know, the Texans, they've... They have uh, a plus 10 differential in the first three quarters of the season with Paul's stat. Plus 10. The fourth quarter, minus 41. And the Titans have scored six points in the fourth quarter this year. This is a, this is a weird one. And, you know, I was going to ask Paul, like, do they need Tannehill? I, yeah, they do. Because I think the viewpoint is, oh, well, they're not throwing the football and the, the, they have the worst receiving core in the league. And I agree with that. Top to bottom, I think their receiving core is the worst in the league. Um, but the thing about Ryan Tannehill is he will keep you out of a bad play, at least. Yeah. Like I, you trust him to go to the line and get you out of a bad play that's been called, or throw the ball away, and just check. Yeah, or just check to some Malik Willis. I I assume, and I and there's I I say fear, but I mean I still think they can run their offense. I think when he's asked to pass, it is a lot like we saw in the first preseason game, where it's unwilling. half a read, half a read and go. And he was unwilling to throw some of the time. Yeah. And I'm going to need him to throw. Some you guys are, you may hate this. I, I wonder if Logan Woodside is a factor this week because he knows the offense and he's the closest thing to Ryan Tannehill to keep you out of a bad play. And if they're it's waiting. It's not as much about throwing. Like I, you mentioned the numbers. This receiving core is. They're not getting those numbers anyway, yeah. I don't think. But the 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 idea that Willis is going to get you out of a play that's called and make it right, and I don't. I'm not saying Willis doesn't start. I just think if if and Woodside will be active. I mean, they, they're, yeah, if they're waiting three. until Sunday morning to decide on Tannehill or yeah. even Saturday night, they've got to make the Woodside move tomorrow afternoon. But either way, even with his ankle, I think they would have him active. I think they'll bring him up either way. I, I would suspect Todd so. Todd Downing would need to have a stellar performance as a play caller if Malik Willis is the guy. Keep because in I'm mind with you, here he's too. not going to get them into the right play. The right play needs to be there. It needs to be a good job of guessing yeah, it's basic what stuff. the Texans are doing yeah. defensively. It's a different offense with him. I think yeah. the Texans can win this game, but also keep in mind they've lost to Denver, which is terrible, Chicago, which has been terrible up until this last game, yep. the Chargers, who've been inconsistent. And Las Vegas, which has been terrible. They beat Jacksonville, who's, you know, Jacksonville, and they tied the Colts on opening day. They've got nothing good on their resume. And that's all fair. But we've seen time and time again with this team recently where they have nothing good on the resume and they beat yeah. this team. Plus, the, yeah, divisional rivalry. And they have young talent. Damian Pierce, he, has, he led the team last week with 117 scrimmage yards, and he has four games now in a row with over 100 scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown in three of his last four games. Danny Amendola shredded the Titans down there last year. And Pierce leads all rookie running backs right now in yeah. rushing yards. Now, Rex Burkhead is their number two receiver. It's you know, a lot the like Titans the Titans. should be able to withstand it's Rex It's a very Burkhead. similar offense. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sadly. Yeah. Um, the defense needs to go win it. So, uh, you know, it yeah, and they're capable. They've been doing that. Um, some other headlines with just injuries as we, we will get to our, our top games of the NFL week coming up. Let me pull up the uh, injury reports here. So here, here's who's out 
so far that we know of through the league. Corey Davis for the Jets, he's out. Um, A.J. Terrell, starting cornerback for Atlanta. Again, Atlanta and Carolina playing for the number one spot in the NFC South uh, going into week eight this week. Uh, Jahan Dotson remains out with his hamstring issue in Washington as they take on Indianapolis. Quiddy Pay for Indy is out on the defensive line. We mentioned Russell Wilson's playing in London against Jacksonville. Alan Lazard told reporters he was very unlikely to play this week. And keep in mind, today is the second practice for the Packers because they're playing on Monday, or Sunday night, excuse me. No, it's the third practice. They're playing Sunday night in Buffalo. Lazard told reporters he didn't think he was going to play, and he's been ruled out today by, by Matt LaFleur. DeAndre Swift is back for the Lions. Um, I don't want to take the Lions straight up. I didn't mention them in my underdog picks here, but Swift was the was the gasoline to he their engine. He was the guy when their offense was cooking. New Orleans is again without Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, so if you have Chris Olave, lucky you in fantasy. James Conner's out for Arizona as the Cardinals will travel to take on the Vikings. And Van Jefferson is back for the Rams. He will play. He was activated recently off of IR. He's going to play. Cam Akers is out again. Is he hurt? Officially, he's not, which means I wonder if he's being shopped because they have Christian McCaffrey now. Yeah. Or excuse me, they're, they're, we're talking about the Rams now. Yeah, the Acres. They were they wanted Christian McCaffrey. I wonder if they're shopping him in exchange for one of these other backs across the league. Something else. Something bigger than him. Um and again, they're playing the 49ers. 49ers, the 49ers are dominated so the Rams. beat up right now. I mean, it should be a more injuries. Rams should give themselves a chance in this game. 49ers basically. lead the league more injuries per snaps played. If you want to quantify Meaning that, Me- good meaningful players. players. Meaningful players. Guys who have missed time. Uh, hit us up with your thoughts on the upcoming week. Outkick 360 is where you can do that. We will preview the top games. We'll head to London. We'll talk uh, a, a bit about the Jags and what's at stake for Jacksonville uh, in this because they were the talk of the league in September, and now we haven't heard much from them. They've played well as of late, but came up a yard short against the Giants last week in Jacksonville. The Vikings are hosting the Cardinals. We've got Rams and 49ers. We'll give you some numbers on there, plus Giants, Seahawks, and Bills, Packers. We'll preview those games coming up on OutKick 360. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I 
or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Talking NFL for week eight. Is the season going by fast or slow for you guys? It's fast for me. Every football season to me goes by way too fast. I feel like every year I get into this thing where, oh, now we got all these games for months, and then I look up and it's halfway through every season. Yeah. I think kind of And fast. I think, how do we get there? That, that it feels fast. November yeah. next week is, is pretty fast. See, for me, normally, once we hit Halloween, it's like a sprint to Christmas, and then it speeds up. Um, and this part has been slow. Not this year. I don't know why. It just it feels like week five, <laughs> and it's week eight across the NFL. It just it, and I look at it from a college perspective, oftentimes, and think it feels like a week and a half ago we were in Knoxville for the Thursday night opener of the entire yeah, college it, football yeah, season. You're right. And then here we are, over halfway, th- well over halfway now through the season, getting to that point. It's too short. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Spooky Moonshine in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Glad you're with us for Outkick 360s. We preview the top games of the NFL week, week eight. Broncos and Jags. It says at Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville's home game. This is in London. 9.30 a.m. Eastern is the the time for this, and this is on ESPN+. Wembley Stadium. The other games have been played at the Hotspur, Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspur. This is at Wembley. Uh, Denver has not scored a single point in the last two minutes or overtime of any game this season. Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown a pick in the last two games. And last year in London, he played very well. We, Chad, you brought up, like, is Jacksonville playing well uh, in these games? Last year they did. And now he's going over there for the second time. He's London's Lawrence. quarterback, Chad. Yeah. Hutton, did it feel weird in your underdog money line winners to not pick a team that was an underdog against Jacksonville. Because that's very tempting to me. Just anyone. When Jacksonville's the favorite and a small favorite, yeah. I'm tempted to take the Broncos, even though we know how I feel about Hackett be, and Russell Wilson so far. Can't be tempted to take the Broncos ever. So they, they are one of nine teams to play in five or more one-score games, Jacksonville. They're the only one to lose all of those. It's so they're just, losing. Uh, they're just not. I mean, they're covering. Haven't learned. Right? Like how maybe to win. not this week. They're the favorite this week, so they've got to win outright and help out the cause here. But this is, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's back off the injury, and now you hope Trevor Lawrence can can pick it up and start going as a year two quarterback. Have, Those year two guys are not doing well right have now. Have to learn how to win, and you can't help but feel like you know it's just that they've lost so long there even though a ton of guys who are part of that losing for a long time aren't they, there anymore they feel a lot like minnesota last year minnesota lost a lot of close games we went through the score like three two uh one score game at the end against uh, baltimore you know because they're 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 justin tucker can hit a 66 yarder you know things like it they're not last last week they lost on the one yard line yeah you know uh, the last play of the game. Um, either way, not many people are going to watch this game. ESPN Plus only and, you know, Jags Broncos. It's not going to draw you in. You agree or disagree? I agree. I, agree. And, uh, I, I don't think many people know it's on ESPN Plus. I, I'm very interested just in this experiment of Jacksonville, Shaq Khan, and what they're trying to do in London. 
Uh, to me, well, that's the most interesting fast of this. I'd like to see some sort of studied, I don't know if it's an article or a show about it or something to see what the impact is of Jacksonville Jags fans in London. Well, they're doing Are the, they making a dent? The last time the NFL was there was week five or week six with Green Bay. Can't remember when they played the Giants. But Goodell was there and had the press conference and said that he, you know, in in the vision of the league, they're going to have their own division there. Yeah, they're going to start and they're going to start with four teams in Europe. Seems a little much. Here's my. Well, they're doing that for travel because if you yeah. do that, then yeah. you're cutting down on a ton of travel because your division games will be in the same country. Right, and then you could come to the states and stay for yeah. three weeks or a month. Here, here's my um, my big thing on will people watch it. Is ESPN going to be promoting it against its own pregame show? You know, Samantha Ponder, um, is she going to be maybe, saying, or maybe hey, they'll do some over live here on, or something. on I, I ESPN maybe so. Plus? Maybe so. Flip over. I mean, I'm, I'm dumb enough to watch this, but... I'll put it on you know, in the background. It's not, I mean, I won't have it in a hotel TV, but normally I'll put it on my you, iPad. you wake up for these and you watch them on NFL Network while you, you know, get ready for church or get ready to go to your own game, you know? I don't know if that's the case this week. I think they're going to promote it. Okay. I, th- I think oh. there, there's going to be an effort. It's their game. They're not going to yeah. act like it's not going on. They're going to be doing either look-ins or promoting that right now on ESPN Plus. This game is happening. Yeah. I mean, they're going to very much take the all of this is feeding the same bucket ultimately. Yeah. So even if people turn away from our pregame show, it's not going to affect the business. So they're going to want people to go to that game. Two and five, Jacksonville. They need to return with their third win. It's big. Pivot point. That would be a nice boost for them if they can finish second in the division. And a bad division. But they've had back-to-back years of the number one overall pick. They need to pick 10th to 15th. And they are better than Houston. I don't know that they'll get to the range you're talking about in the draft, but they're better than Houston. Well, there are a lot of bad teams is my point. I think, you know, they're going to be battling the Broncos for a top 10 pick. Yeah. They don't need it. It's time for them, with all the draft picks they've had, to get better. Yeah, I think it's just all about Trevor Lawrence's development for them. I mean, getting second in the AFC South would be nice. Showing some progress, which they have so far this year, and close losses. It's not really showing up wins, losses so far. Could this weekend. But my judgment on the Jags and the direction of that franchise, the the biggest one is going to be, is Trevor Lawrence getting better? Does he look like a guy who could be special in the NFL? And then way down the list, number two, is a lot of other things with that franchise. But it's all about him to me. They're also all in on Travis Etienne because they just traded James Robinson. Yeah. They Keep seem organizationally not to like uh, James Robinson, old regime and new regime. That seems to be the one good thing that Urban Meyer left behind was the decision yeah. to draft Etienne. Lucky for Etienne, he got him. hurt before the season even started. Uh, Vikings at 5-1, and one, hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Minnesota's coming off a bye week, but the Cardinals are off the mini-bye. They played on Thursday night in week seven. This arrested game. Yes. Uh, Vikings offense trying to get back on track because a week after they converted 12 of 15 third downs against the Bears, they were 2 of 15 against Miami. Now, they won that game. Justin Jefferson was the offense in uh, last week, but... Um, now the offense in Arizona is DeAndre Hopkins. We pointed this out yesterday, but 27 snaps in the slot. That's 17 more than any other game he's played with Arizona, and this was his first game back last week. And Arizona's going to blitz Kirk Cousins a lot. So that either means that Justin Je- Jefferson's going to get his. 
That either means that Minnesota takes off and takes advantage with some screens and short passes on the blitz, and they get chunk yards and big touchdowns, or Arizona's going to affect this game with the turnover and flip field position and win close. And I'm betting on the Cardinals to just kind of reset the order a bit in the NFC North. Minnesota's had its bye. So this is significant that they've yielded the 10th most yards to wide receivers, even including having a week off. That bodes well for DeAndre Hopkins to pick up where he left off with a 100-yard game in his, in his first return. And I may be mentioning him again later when we get to plus okay. money props. Good. Uh, the, the one thing to watch for in this, the Vikings have forced 10 turnovers in six games. Arizona's got to protect the football. Uh, but they do uh, – Hopkins, double coverage, throw it up to him. Take yep. a chance. Do we start talking about the Vikings as a contender in the NFC if they win this game? Yes. I mean, because it's gonna, it's, they're going to be 6-1. They're the, they're the Giants, they, but without, more playmakers than the Vikings. Without press. The, the most, the, the, no one's talking about them for a team that only has one loss right now. You're right. No one. Let me look at their upcoming schedule just as we kind of forecast the future here as Chad predicts that I'm losing my outright bet. Um, let's see. Uh, they've got the Commanders next week. Then yep. they're in Buffalo, hosting the Cowboys, hosting New England. They got All right, so those Cowboys and Buffalo games will tell us how legit. They, then they get another yeah. good this story this year. Game. They, they've got a, they, they get they the Jets win. at home. But, I mean, they still have games late in the year in Detroit, mm-hmm. Indy at home, in Chicago. The January 1st, they, they have the return game against the Packers. But, but tiebreaker scenarios, just, just keep in mind, NFC versus AFC, um, this, yeah, they need this, this game. game's going to factor in more in a tiebreaker scenario as you try to stack things than a loss to New England will for them. For, also, for instance, and if, if, the, if the division's open for Green Bay, keep in mind they're playing in Buffalo. Yeah, I was just They're rooting say, hard for the Cardinals Extend this your lead. Because Buffalo is is taking care of Green Bay this weekend, and you can gain another game. But also, talking about Vikings in Buffalo, they're favored this weekend. They'll be favored against the Commanders. They could be 8-1 and one headed yes. to Buffalo yep. on November 13th. Yep. Um, I, I'd like to get them on a primetime game so I could see them, because I haven't really seen much of them. They've got one coming up against the Patriots, but it's the... It's the I think it's the game. It's the Thursday night game for Thanksgiving. I think it's all right. I'll take that. Yeah, Forty um, ers Rams. Very interesting here because Christian McCaffrey. It's no secret the Rams tried to get him, and it's no secret that last year the Forty ers wanted Matthew Stafford. Now, that's been the open secret out there, and we know the Rams ended up with him. They go on to win the Super Bowl. Now the Forty ers get McCaffrey. They're all in. Like th- this is a boomer bust move based on the salary and what they gave up for him. Uh, they've already given up the picks. Keep in mind for Trey Lance, which is now not there because Jimmy G's in for the injured Trey Lance. Um, and the 49ers defense typically takes care of business against uh, Sean McVay and, and Matthew Stafford and even previously, before Stafford even got there. They have won seven regular season games over... LA and there's a reason they're favored here on the road the Rams have not been good they're nowhere close to the type of efficiency we've seen from them last year and now we see how they work in McCaffrey a bit more and this is now the second straight game the Rams are coming off a bye 
Second straight game, the Rams have tried to game plan for Christian McCaffrey because their last game was against Carolina. I don't think we have final injury reports, but Debo Samuel didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday. Jawan Jennings didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday. Eric Armstead didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday. Davey's we- got us. De- uh, Debo Samuel out. Um, but again, that's he's, not good. That's a Christian McCaffrey like yeah, adjustment. Still, you'd like. I mean, you'd clearly want both of them. That that's tough for the 49ers, who we talked about as they made the McCaffrey move, becoming a team that could be favored in the NFC overall. They are going through. You mentioned the, the their losses to injury games amongst prominent important players is tops in the league. They got to get out of that. They got to yeah. get healthy. And um, just pointing this out, what Kansas Kansas City is a different level. Kansas City ripped the Niners' defense apart. They're a good defense. Five hundred twenty-nine yards, forty-four points, and eight gains of twenty yards or more. That's, All right, this. That's a tough. If the Ram, the Rams, they they should dissect that film coming off the bye and try to attack the 49ers the same way. The difference is their offensive line is not good. And last I checked, Nick Bosa's playing. Get ready. Can't figure out their second receiver, the Rams. It's a hamstring for Debo Samuel. That could linger. And uh, let's let's keep going. Giants Seahawks. Chad, I, I'm taking the Giants on the road. How do you feel about that? Six and one Giants. I'm saying they're getting a seven and one. Seahawks play very well at home, and they play they play well all year. Really, uh, very efficient. And this is uh, this is a Giants team that's led through Saquon Barkley, and their defense is extremely opportunistic. I mean, you can't bet against Geno Smith, right? I mean, the way he's played this year, which is something I never thought that I'd say. Seahawks favored by three. They're only yeah, four and three. I mean, they've been great, but yeah. they're only four and three. They're four and three, and in first place in the NFC West, though. And we all would have had them at the bottom by a mile coming into the season. But the Giants are six and one, and they find a way every yeah. week. Yeah, it, it's a huge game. It's a great game for both teams, and I, I think it's a really good game. But if the Giants can go to Seattle and win the, the way the Seahawks have been playing, again, I don't think the Seahawks are here to stay. This is going to fall off at some point. But this is a team that is almost in, they're a game out of first place. The Giants traveling to another first place team. To go that far across the country and get a win would be enormous for this Giants team. Here's the, the issue that I have with the Giants, though. They get rid of Kadarius Toney, and I know he wasn't a, wasn't a factor there, wasn't getting along with the coaching staff, never really did anything. But Saquon Barkley's very good. How long can they do this without having anything else truly dynamic? Yeah. Like Daniel Jones can get loose for a 40-yard run, you know, almost every game. He he can make a big play with his legs. But outside of that, I just I keep waiting for the other shoe to fall because I don't know how they're doing it. I think they like the Titans. Uh, they've got a coach who figures out a way, and they've got a formula, and he's not afraid to just plug guys in and go. They've got a, a, a wide receiving core that lacks dynamic players just like here in Nashville, and Dayball's doing his best Mike Vrabel imitation. That's a damn good imitation. They're, he's they're better. Six and he one beat him head-to-head, and, head and, and he's got a better team right now. And, uh, I mean, how many, how many games did uh, – who did they just trade? They just traded Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. So yeah. they've got Darius Slayton still there. Tony, um, I believe, has missed his last five games with a hamstring And they've got issue. a Galladay problem. I don't know if he ever emerges yeah. to do something. Well – Here's what's interesting. So they're the third team in NFL history 
to be six and one, but have trailed in every game that they've won. And the last team to do it was the 2000 Oakland Raiders. I mean, it's this does not happen often. So, to your point, this is you know Vrabel gets the credit here for winning those one score games. That's exactly what Dayball's doing. And here's the other stat that goes along with that. If you're winning close and you're pulling comebacks, your quarterback is going to get credit for that, right? Daniel Jones is the first quarterback in NFL history to lead five game-winning drives in the first seven games of a regular season. That is crazy to me. Daniel Jones owns that new record. I will say... And who would ever describe him as clutch? No. If you just ask for a description right now, oh, Daniel Jones is a clutch guy. 16 other quarterbacks did it four times. He's done it five. The Giants have gotten a lot of hype. Giants have gotten a lot of hype. (laughs) Daniel Jones has not gotten a lot of hype. That's the first I've heard of that. And that's massive. Out of New York, not hearing a lot about that. (laughs) It is incredible, though. I keep coming back to this about the other shoe eventually going to drop because here you have a team that's that's 6-1 and with one loss, and it was a make-or-break here for their quarterback, and I'm not hearing a thing about Man, the Giants figured out their quarterback situation yeah, now. And they're 6-1. and one Well, they've also got more Cowboys and Eagles ahead of them, which is challenging. Yeah, some big primetime games coming up for them for sure. Again, that's 6-1, and 4-3. and three. That is the only game featuring two teams with a winning record in the same game this week. Packers and Bills. Sunday night football. This will rate well, but I don't know for how long. Bills are favored by 11. And it's been a while since we've seen Aaron Rodgers, an underdog like this. Bills are coming off a bye. The Packers have lost three straight games. Green Bay did not convert a third down at all last week. And that's the first time that's happened in Rodgers' 234 starts throughout his career. He has not thrown a touchdown pass in two weeks. And that's never, that, that's never happened in his career either. I know he had the quote where he's like, maybe this is just what we need. The Bills are just on a different plane, right? Like, this is a different shelf life here. This is not the week. You guys agree? Yeah, I... No. This isn't happening for the Packers. How quickly can the rest of the Packers do what Aaron Rodgers is asking? (laughs) To simplify, to pay attention to details. No Alan Lazard. To not make the mistakes that he's seeing out there. Does it turn around in Buffalo? My answer to that is no. This is not the game that that turns around. Paul, you doubling the spread? I'm not doubling it. 20 wouldn't surprise me, though, so close. Um, I think it's just a bad timing, bad schedule draw for the, for the Packers. No weather issue, by the way. I always look that up this time of year in Buffalo. Nothing. It's like 50 degrees Sunday night. Very unfortunate timing for the Packers. Bills favored by 11. That may be the biggest upset. Starting the, the season by I, the, starting the season in Vegas, the Packers had the best odds of winning the Super Bowl. Uh, and now you, it's a double digit line. Yeah. Usually I would order in uh, to my Houston hotel room, Cajun or uh, Mexican. But I might go out. Papacitos? Yeah. I, I might go out with that game. That's where I would the go. Game. What is the uh, like the prime rib fajita? El Tiempo. Nymphas. Yes. Is no El Tiempo is where we went. No, it's a filet, filet fajita. Yes, I'll be having that tomorrow afternoon. Now the question is, will I also be having that Sunday night? That was my most memorable meal while in Houston. Was the the filet fajita? That was great. El Tiempo is great, and then Coach Mack took me to Nimfas, and 
also I mean, change your world it was incredible do you feel like a new I man they, now i feel like they went across the border to refry their beans you know what i mean <laughs> it was that good this is this is authentic we got a, yeah. we got a truck running across the border right now they'll be back for lunch tomorrow for lunch shift pk's gonna pay for that dinner and then lunch and then dinner again at el tiempo when he gives you the props for the week across the nfl it's next and i'll kick 360. another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Glad you're with us across the Outkick Network. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. You can join us anytime you're in Nashville, and you can join us online. Outkick.com is where we're streaming live, as well as this great radio station you're listening to right now. And uh, you're going to be happy you're listening right now. Paul's about to make you a little cash. Outkick.com slash bet. That's outkick.com slash bet. It is time for PK's plus money props of the NFL weekend. Let's go. Jalen Waddle. Under 63 and a half receiving yards. That's at plus 100. I just got a feeling that it's going to be particularly big for um, Tyreek Hill. Three of the last five games, Waddle, 23 yards, 39 yards, 69 yards. That 69 is a tick over this. But uh, he had two big games in the other two games there. But I think this is worth a play. And you stay in Detroit. Yes, I stay in Detroit. Lions uh, have scored six points in their last two games, which we've talked about. They were shut out, and they had two field goals. Miami's giving up 23.6 points a game. Detroit, under 23.5 team total points in this game at plus 100. I think that one's pretty easy play. And then I've got two anytime touchdown scores. DeAndre Hopkins, anytime touchdown, plus 125. He, uh, this is at Minnesota. I just talked about Minnesota has given up the 10th most receiving yards to res- wide receivers despite the fact they've already had a bye. Hopkins came back from suspension, had 10 catches for over 100 yards, didn't get in the end zone. He gets in the end zone this week. Michael Carter is the starter for the Jets who had the run game going with Brees Hall. They will keep it going, and Michael Carter will find his way into the end zone for the Jets. Plus 170. Are All they beating winners. the Patriots? All winners. Uh, they might beat the Michael Patriots. Michael Carter scores the game winner I'll against take the that. Patriots. How take about that? All winners, Huck. We're the back chat next. Says. Final hour All on Outkick 360. All winners.